0: This episode of Absolutely Not is brought to you in part by Track and Assess. Bullying, discrimination, harassment, and racism is never okay, especially in the workplace. The Track and Assess mobile app allows you to store your thoughts, images, and documents in a secure, private place, all while keeping tabs on your mental health. Download the app today and begin tracking everything. Remember, human resources is not your friend. Log it, report it, and hold them accountable.
1: Learn more at trackassess.com. Hello, and welcome to today's episode of Absolutely Not. I am your host, Katrina Stroll, and I'm dedicated to providing examples of setting personal boundaries at work and the vocabulary needed to name harm in those spaces. That vocabulary includes words like harassment, abuse, and racism. These words and their definitions can be found on my website on my resources page. So feel free to reach out to my website and learn more about the words you can use to define harm in your space. Today's episode is titled, Documenting Workplace Disrespect. As someone who has worked in HR, we know that documentation is so very important. And this message is brought to you, today by a very important special guest, Jo Angel Concepcion, ooh, she's the founder of Track and Assess, a mobile tool that helps keep track, keep track of unwelcome behavior, uncomfortable situations, and overall wellness in a secure private place. Yes, she spent many years informing millions of people throughout the United States as a top market journalist for NBC and Fox affiliates, Ooh. During her career, she reported on a range of important national news, including the arrival of the Ebola Ebola virus, gun control, and the Sandy Hook massacre. Her experience on and off air gives Joangel the knowledge and expertise to motivate any individual organization or business to make positive changes in the workplace. She is committed to combining her media skills and passion for workplace fairness to help And put an end to bullying harassment discrimination and racism worldwide wow thank you so much for being here today you're welcome i am so happy to be here with you it's 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 a pleasure right Uh, you are the founder of track and assess which is amazing and your title of your episode today is documenting workplace disrespect what pushed you towards this mission and this title
0: well, it's so funny because, um, you know, when you when you read, I, I was a journalist back in, you know, 2015. It's been a while, and, and I still tell people that I had that experience because it, you know, it, it, it's obviously it, it, it's so much of who I am and who, who I was is so much of who I am. Um, but it's also I, I I should have put in there as well that I am a toxic workplace survivor. You know that I I own that title um, because of the work I'm doing now, um, and the reason why I created this app. Um, is because I was in a really bad place at the end of my journalism career, where I worked for a company that, you know, that really textbook style, which we'll, we'll discuss, um, bullied, harassed everything, um, me, um, while I was just trying to do my work, mm-hmm. you know, and inform the people and do all these wonderful things. And, um, it, it, you know, I, I'll never get tired of really talking about it, because it kind of tells like, I want people to know the depth of, of my passion for this app. Um, but I think the main goal is to help everyone document, document, document. And you mentioned HR. You know, um, I don't believe HR is our friend all the time. They are very nice people that work for HR. And I know a lot of people are going to get mad at me for saying that. Um, but at the end of the day, you do have to protect yourself. And I found that while I was journaling and doing all these things to document, 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 um, it 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 gave me the power and clarity that I needed at the time. Now you know, fast forward. You know, who, it, it's hard to go back on all your notes sometimes. Um, there's especially when you're in that situation and it's your your vision's clouded and and there's so much going on and all these emails are coming in and and you're trying to just kind of you know get through the day. And on top of this, you're trying to work and do good at work, not just you know deal with harassment how you're going to deal with it. So. I created this app to kind of make it easy for people because I know that I needed something like that. Um, And now that we're in 2021, it's, you know, let's, let's get rid of the pen and paper here. You know, (laughs) I could even read my own handwriting. I was like, this is terrible. So I just wanted to make it easier. And and I know that it's effective because it worked for me. Mm,
1: And I cannot thank you enough for not only standing in your truth of what happened to you and the behavior that you were a victim to, but also saying, okay, I no longer want this to occur anymore. Or okay. I want people to have a resource that they can turn to and putting that into your app. That's so amazing. Now, what, I was, that. <laughs> what was kind of like the first step of you saying, okay, I'm going to create a resource for people to use?
0: Well, I think I think a lot of times in life, things just come full circle, you know, um, and that this whole, uh, app and and just connecting with people like you, all the experts that I've met around the world, uh, it's just a full circle thing for me. And I think it it was, it's kind of my, my purpose to help people in that way, because I was so caught off guard by everything that happened to me. I mean, I'm, I lost my hair really. I gained weight. Uh, I was depressed, anxious. I, I couldn't go to sleep. Um, and mind you, it wasn't because I was reporting on really difficult topics, immigration, rapes, murders, fires. It was because my my workplace really dwindled me down to like a toothpick. Mm. you know, a really confident person on air and off. Um, they really did dwindle me down to a toothpick. and 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 I thought for so long that I allowed that to happen. You can't stop these people. You kind of have to set boundaries like (laughs) it's so true it's so important that's why I believe so much in this podcast um you do have to set boundaries and kind of and and I think the message too with this app is saying you know you do have a lot more uh control or a lot more power and I want people to feel empowered with it you know um you can literally um you journal every day you can upload pictures uh, documents, mean emails. I always tell people like save your mean emails because at the end of the day, they're saving all of your emails. Mm -hmm. And if God forbid you were to get fired, um, you know, you really don't have access to that anymore. Mm -hmm. So I always say, take a snapshot upload. Uh, we just added a voice memo feature and you can also every day, if you don't have time, you just go and pick an emoji, your mood emoji, how you felt that day. And then after a certain period of time, you export your report and there's everything there for you. Yeah. I wish, and hold on, I wanna show you that. So I think I might've showed you this before, but this is <laughs> this is what I did when I was in my last place in Dallas. Yeah. Um, this is what I did and I documented everything. Like this is basically the app, but I wish I could press a button and then mm-hmm. have everything organized for me. And it can also, uh, you know, a uh, post on my mental health. So I tried to make it, the problem is, is that I looked at this and I said, what am I gonna do with this? Like, I, I have everything here. I can't read my handwriting. Um, there's nothing I could do with this. But at the time, like, let's say I wanted to look back a week, a month, it helped me feel empowered. You know, I don't want to confuse that. Mm-hmm. But if I wanted to take this to a lawyer, at the end of my time there, how am I supposed to hand this to them? Mm-hmm. You know, I understand it, you know, and I, I know what I went through. So the app essentially just organizes everything for you, your thoughts, your observations, And I know that, you know, as you know, around the world, journaling is really powerful. And um, so you're literally journaling, logging your mental health and saving evidence at the same time. Awesome. And um, that, that's what really drove me to really do this because I knew that I could have benefited from something like this back then. So five years in the making, I've been researching it. It, it. The tech world is insane insane you know i'm here i'm just a former journalist and you know i I wrote a book once and i you know where where am i where do i fit in the tech world but it ended up being um a really uh it motivated me the more i learned about tech and and how easy this could be for people especially um um you know people who who literally feel like they don't have a tool or anything like Mm -hmm. that um if they were to download the app and um just you know, start logging and maybe just feel like they're not crazy because mm-hmm. of the things that they're logging. Because I know that you've been in uh, situations, it feels like a tornado. You're like, are these people really doing this to me? Like, mm-hmm. is it all in my head? Um, I don't know. No, it's, it's not all in your head. And when you look back at your own notes, you're like, oh my God, I can't believe this is really happening. So I think that's what really pushed me is um, looking at my notes that I couldn't <laughs> read. Um, and knowing that I couldn't really take it anywhere because, um, there were things that I, you know, did I, did I document enough? Did I, uh, you know, it was just a mess. So I, I kind of took it as let's just keep this going, bring this full circle and let me just go ahead and help other people. And I don't know if I'm going to be in a toxic workplace again, you know, I don't know that. So I'm going to be prepared too. And now I have a daughter, she's uh, turning nine months soon. I want her to protect herself. So this is right now, even though it's full circle
1: for me in, in my heart, it's really about helping other people. Mm, I love that. I love it. Um, one of the phrases that you used to describe your time in that w- toxic workplace was dwindled down to a yeah. toothpick. Um, yeah. That really chokes me up. Like Even saying it chokes me up because I know exactly how that feels. Um, yeah, what was, I know you described the time there and kind of thinking like, oh, this is all me. This is all me. What was the last straw to make you realize I am now toothpicked that they have dwindled down?
0: Well, I, I knew that I was being, I, I was affected by the things that were going on. You know, I am very, I was and still am, in tune with myself. And I said, you know, this, this can't just be me. Like, this is insane. And, and, and again, looking back on my journals and stuff, I was like. And I, I track their patterns. And that's a good thing about the app too, is that you can track patterns, things you see, things they're doing to you. And you're like, oh, they did this for three weeks in a row. They stopped for two weeks and then they did it again. (laughs) It's crazy. So the, the, the last draw for me was when I, I couldn't sleep. Um, and I went to the doctor and I said, I can't sleep. I, you know, I have blood in my stool, you know, I, I'm stressed out and I'm anxious. And then he was like, you know, if you're waking up at two o'clock in the morning every night or whatever, I think it's time to take some antidepressants. And I really had a, like a moment because I don't look down on antidepressants. Absolutely not. It's not what I'm trying to say. But I always thought in my head and part of my ignorance to people out there, but I always thought if, if I was um, to be put on antidepressants, it would be for some really serious shit, you know, like, <laughs> Like maybe my mother passed away, um, something really that isn't my career that I worked my ass off for, that I finally got to a, the place I wanted to be. And I'm and I'm being put on antidepressants because the management team is like disrespecting me left and right. No, that's not the way my life is supposed to go. And, and you know, every time I picked up my student loans, I was like, gosh, like I have to remind her. I worked my ass off to get here through college. Uh, I, I excelled in my career and here I am and I'm being dwindled out. Mm-hmm. And that was a breaking point for me. And I said, I, I'm not going to do that. And I said, you know, maybe one day I'll need it in my life and I'll and I'll be more than happy to take it. But at this moment, that's not where I, I don't think I should. I think I've let this go on for too long for me to get to this point, you know? And so I kind of tried to just uh, take control of the situation in many ways, like, we, we, you know, you talk about all the time. I set a lot of boundaries. Um, I try to make things go my way and try to make myself comfortable Mm. about my, the rest of my time there, um, to survive complete survival mode. And also I was trying to like grow back my hair and get some sleep (laughs) and, you know, and lose some weight. I gained like 25 pounds, but, um, you know, it was just a really, it just felt like, a a, like a heavy, awful place to be in. And, And again, I, I know that there's so many people that had it so much worse than I do. And that scares me. Um, when, I, when I left the business, I started a toxic workplace forum on Facebook just to kind of connect with people about it. And I could not believe, I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely uh, an epidemic. Yeah, but <laughs> it's, it's terrible because um, even when I go to the international um, uh, conferences for workplace bullying and harassment, I mean, you have experts from around the world researching this and in so many formats. And I was like, oh my gosh, like this is, this, this has to stop. So I'm wondering, you know, Me Too had its wave and it still has, it's still there. I'm not saying that it's gone away, but Me Too, you saw how, how it just like blindsided everyone like this is happening and it still does and I love it. Um, but, you know, it's time for the workplace Me Too kind of movement. I'm ready for that. Cause it needs to happen. Cause I feel
1: like employees have way more power than they think. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that you, I, I, I hate that you had to go through this whole process, but I love that, that last straw you said, no, I'm now going to take control of what's going on to me because this has gone way out of control. And yeah. I didn't, I never intended it to get this way. What were yeah. one of the first boundaries you had to set in that place to start feeling comfortable in that workplace?
0: Well, you know, I always associate um, setting boundaries with trying to remedy what's making you uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I consider it like a strategy, a tool. You know, about setting a boundary is a tool. Um, because the reason why we do it is because we're uncomfortable in some kind of way, whichever way it is to you, you're uncomfortable and you don't like the way it makes you feel. So you're trying to set boundaries so that you can feel comfortable, especially if you're at work and you're at a job and you can't just quit, you have to pay your bills. So what do you do? You kind of try to set boundaries. So uh, a great example that I was thinking about a lot before uh, we started this um, was my bosses used to take me into a room in front of everyone and they would go pick through all my work um, and tell me that it was terrible. Like, and it was a way of, uh, they had to beat you down to bring you up mentality. But that is, but they had like the shutters open. Everybody knew what I was in there for. It was very degrading and, um, and it was just awful. And it was uh, hurtful because I knew what I was doing. But I was open to suggestions. That's the thing. You know, like if you, I think that a lot of management uh, teams, they just tell you what's wrong with your work and they don't really empower you and say, you know what you can do differently? Mm-hmm. Or next time you should do this. It was just like a beat. I called it a beat down session back then. So I wrote an email, <laughs> I was like, I, I can't do this anymore. And I wrote him an email and I said, you know, I don't, I don't find these to be productive and I would like it if we could just do this in writing. Because at this point, again, document, 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 at this point, I was like, I'm documenting everything. And I said, you know, I prefer that these meetings occur over email and in writing, and then we can address it accordingly then. So the emails weren't fun either don't get me wrong, but they were better than, you know, especially if I wanted to cry, you know, mm-hmm. cause there are a lot of times where I was like, Oh my God, I worked so hard on that piece. And you know, that story was really touching. And I had like 10 people on the street, stop me and say, Oh my God, I can't believe you did that story. It's amazing. But yet when I come back from doing this terrible, like such a, a, an infant was killed and, mm-hmm. you know, it was a terrible day covering this story. I come back and you're tearing apart my work um, over things that you didn't really need to, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, I took, I kind of felt like I took control of that situation and it made my days there so much better because I wasn't embarrassed in front of my team. Um, I wasn't dwindled down, like physically in front of these people, they can attack me in the email. And a lot of the times I didn't really read the emails. (laughs) I was like, you know what? I'm good. Thank you for your, for your critiques. I'm good. Cause I was like, I'm getting the hell out of here. Like this. There's no need for me to read this email and what's going on with you or, or what you think of my work. Um <laughs> so that's the honest truth. Mm-hmm. Um so I definitely didn't um read a lot of them. And that also improved my time there too, because I just kept focused and just kept working and focused on why I was there. Mm-hmm. Um and that's about it. Yeah, that's that's one of the the really big boundaries that I set for myself is saying eh, I'm just gonna, you know, keep it moving. Mm-hmm. Um and I do recommend that uh, for a lot of people, if that's happening to you, um, just suggest that you just have your critiques, and in the podcast, I'm putting my quote my quote fingers up <laughs> critiques, or AKA beatdown sessions via email, so that you can save the the uh, the emails, mm. and you can also respond in writing. Everything needs to be in writing. Period. Mm.
1: So. And the words that you use to describe. Um, that time in your life are effective and productive. Those beatdown sessions were neither, and so yeah. therefore, um, they weren't. The reasons that they were doing them had nothing to do with you. It's for power. It's for all of nice. the things that we talk about for bullying. Because if your supervisor, a right? Yes. If your supervisor's conversations with you is not productive or effective then a boundary needs to be set because I'm not here to be your little plaything. I am here to do a job that you hired me to do. Um, At what point did you realize, okay, I've set all the healthy boundaries I can at this place. Growth isn't an option here.
0: Well, I think that talking to other people in the newsroom, like people would come up to me and they would say like, oh, it's your turn. Like, I know it's your turn. And I'm like, what do you mean? Why didn't you tell me that before I got here? Because <laughs> that's the thing that these these management teams don't understand. Like you, literally, I literally picked up my life and moved to Dallas for mm. this job. You know, I left a lot of stuff behind. Yes, it was career growth. Yes, it was more money. But I would have stayed where I was if I knew that it was going to be that, like that. Mm. Like that's not, you know, if somebody's uprooting their life to come and work for you and give you their all, you know, they should be treated with a little bit more respect.
1: Mm. Um.
0: So, I just I think talking to other people, understanding that this wasn't just not about me. This mm-hmm. has been going on for a really long time. And once you realize that, when you are at a place, you either say, "All right, I either got to find ways to change the whole culture here, mm-hmm. and you know, burn this place from the ground up," or I need to save myself. Mm-hmm. I chose to save myself, and I hate saying that, and, and I felt guilty leaving. Like like there was no, really no change, you know, with everything that happened. Unfortunately, I got um, a, a, a Twitter DM a few months ago saying that they are doing this to a new reporter. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, oh, it just broke my heart. And I told them to download the app. <laughs> 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 so now I have, you know, it's great. And, and again, the full circle thing is that I have a solution for people. I can say, you know what, you know what really worked for me or what I know will work for you is just to document everything, you know? Um, oh, no. I'm sorry. That, that. But it, it really is. Um, it sucks, you know, to be to say, Oh, God, I took this job. I uprooted my life. It's either I burn this place down and start from the ground up, or I saved myself. And I, I saved myself. I have never been happier than to walk away. From, listen, I I love being a reporter. I told amazing stories. I loved it. Um, who knows where it would have taken me. But the universe was telling me that i needed to walk away and the thing is like if i uh, they they made me sign this whole contract thing that like i couldn't work in that market for two years so i couldn't get a job in that area you know for a rival station or anything like that so i felt like I kind of lost my way I was very lost after i left there so I was like you know what am I gonna do with my life and I just kept it moving you know it was really hard um i honestly I was so happy to have my hair back and and to be able to <laughs> terrible for any woman to just lose all your like lose a lot of your hair it's terrible like if you've been through that i'm really sorry but it shouldn't be because of your job you know like mm. i just had a baby and i lost some of my hair a lot of women who been who pregnant know that it, it's terrible after everything you go through as a pregnant woman but it should be something like that not because you're stressed out at work and you're literally falling at the top of your head there's a serious problem going on and i do recommend um for people to really pay attention to your body um, and what it's telling you—not just your mental health, but your body. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you're not feeling good, um, your stomach is hurting all the time. For it, it's stress. You know, mm-hmm. it's stress. It's it's stuff that shouldn't be happening in your life. Um, and I do wish that a lot of companies um, do burn it from the ground up because a lot of people—you go to college and you 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 work, or you don't go to college and you work on a craft and you perfect that craft and you're good at it, and then you get in these situations and you're forced to just hate your career. No, it's crazy what it can do to people,
1: you know? It really is, and that's why I just wanna help people. And I, I cannot thank you enough for breaking it down for us like that. There are so many systems in place, and I said systems because a lot of the stuff is systemic, but these yeah. systems are in place, and there's no way that you, as the individual you are, okay, I'm going to burn all this shit to the ground and we're going to start anew here. Those people would have to make decisions. Everybody and their mom involved in that organization has to make decisions. It is a really tough pill to swallow when you realize there is nothing I can do but save myself. Um, What were some of the things that you were telling yourself or some of the tools you were using to save yourself when you moved out of that organization? Well, um,
0: during that time, I obviously journaled a lot, um, and I saved a lot of emails. I saved a lot of uh, doctors, uh, you know, uh doctor's notes, everything. I saved everything. Um, and that was a way of coping. Cause again, you could literally look at it and say, I'm not crazy. These things are happening. These things are happening. There's lies being said about me. They would say like, last Thursday you did this. And I would look at my notes and I'm like, actually, I wasn't even working that day. You know, like. And then when they saw the book, they were like, oh, god, oh boy, you know? But the best thing about track and assess is that they can't get in your phone and they, they don't know that you're logging them. And I think so much about what we were just talking about, like how you have to burn it down. The way that you burn it down is, is in their pockets, through money, mm-hmm. you know? So if there comes a time where you have 10 people in your newsroom with 10 track and assess reports ready they go to court, they might wanna burn it down and mm-hmm. rebuild. You know, so that's, that would be like, ah, that'd be like my goal something like that started happening with a lot of corporations. People don't, these corporations don't move unless they lose money, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Um, but I was really, um, I was happy to leave. <laughs> and um, I think that I had a great support system around me. A lot of people don't have that. Um, and I recognize that I'm speaking to a lot of people. Um, I do think that it's important to seek help when you need it. I'm very pro mental health. Um, and obviously with the app, that's why I put the emoji calculation, um, system in there. So you could just log how you're feeling. You're depressed, you're anxious, put it in. And then at the end of the month, it tells you how many times you were anxious, how many times you were depressed, how many times you were happy. These things are important because you could easily just go to a mental health professional and say, look, look at this. Mm -hmm. Like this is, this is what's going on with me. Help me help get help. Um, I wish that I would have gotten help back then. But after I left, I did go through uh, therapy sessions that were very helpful. Um, I definitely also, um, you know, I, I, I started taking care of my body. You know, I really started eating healthy, working out, just trying to do anything, just trying to sift through my thoughts um, and, and what happened and where I was at and where I was going. And then it just, with time, you start to heal. Am I completely healed from it? No, I, I don't. I don't think that I'm the same person that I was before I went there. You know, and and I recognize that. It took me a long time to recognize that because I still want to be that go getter, um, fire. You know, and I I didn't want to admit that to myself that I wasn't the same person. I wasn't the same go getter. To me, I'm like I worked so hard to get there, and then I just because. In your life, especially like as a first generation Latina, they're saying, you know, hey, you um, you get what you put in. You work hard and you get to where you want to be. You know, you, your dreams come true, all these things. And I worked hard and that didn't happen. For me. So here I am working hard again. What do you have to do again in another area? I had to really um, have faith in myself to do that again. But it takes time and you have to take your time. And yes, money's an issue and you have to work and pay your bills. It was really hard, but you have to take your time to feel um, it's really not. Um, it's not going to help you in the long run, and and if you don't address it, it's going to creep up later in a really weird way, and you don't want that. You know, you want to heal. You want to heal your body, your spirit, your your soul, your your everything, and and you want to remind yourself that you're a professional, and that you're damn good at what you do. And those people do not dictate that you are not good at what you do. So. I think um, having faith in in my work, um, having a good support system, and acknowledging a lot of shit that I didn't want to acknowledge, <laughs> really helped me grow and transition out. Um, and I'm still healing in many ways from it. And I think helping people through the, the app helps me heal too in a lot of ways. You
1: know. I oh, once again, I cannot thank you enough for bringing this vulnerability into this space because I'm crying. At the it takes time part when I um, when I moved out of a toxic workplace, I was like, okay, great. None of that was my fault. Cool. We got that down packed. I should be able to move on from this and start my new brand new life because none of that shit was my fault sis, it does not work that way. It doesn't work that way. Oh, you have to heal. You have to process. You have to talk about all the shit that you brought yeah. into that organization that made you attracted to that organization in the first place.
0: Yeah. And, and a lot of these places, it's like hidden. There's, it's like, if, if I would have gone there and they would have said, you know, yeah. And I would have noticed things or somebody would have pulled me to the side. Like I, they see these memes on Instagram where they're like, you know, a sign that says run, like, and, and people say, like, somebody, you know, when the new hire comes and takes the tour, run, you know, I wish I I wish somebody would have done that for me. But that's not the way it happened. And I do feel like in life, we're tested in a lot of ways. I came out stronger. I'm happier than I've ever been in my life. Um, Doesn't mean that I'm still not healing in a lot of ways. But I am happier than I've ever been. But I had to really work hard on that um myself. Um, and a lot of that was admitting that a, a lot of it wasn't my fault and B, that recognizing that there are a lot of, and this not so horrible, but in management roles, there are a lot of like emotional predators out there and it's terrible, especially for women and women of color, people of color. It's just an emotional predator thing that I, um, that I've witnessed a lot. So I'm not making this up. And I've talked, again, I've talked to a lot of people, a lot of experts. It's a real thing. And unfortunately I was in a situation with a lot of emotional predators and I wish them well, you know, um, I think they're all still there, which is crazy. Um, but they have a high turnover. And I think that's, that's one of the things that you, you need to look at when you are, um, applying for a job is, you know, what's their turnover rate? What are their goals? I always ask, um, even back then I asked, you know, um, how many Latinas have come and gone um you know why did you pick me Mm. um all of these things I thought I asked all the right questions but a lot of times you just don't know Mm
1: -hmm. you don't know yeah and just like you said before as soon as your body starts telling you as soon as your mind starts telling you it's starting to start putting in those boundaries start getting Mm -hmm. your support system together and start making that exit strategy because you know already we have been through this before I'm not doing it again um yeah you you talked about therapy and you talked about your support system is there anybody that's a part of your support system still or was a part of your support system back then that you'd like to give a shout out to
0: well (laughs) oh gosh you know there were uh, quite a few people that i leaned on that are no longer in my life actually um for one reason or another we're not going to get into all that but i will give a shout out to them because i'm that mature of a person um, there were people that were really there for me. And honestly, my family is fantastic. Um, you know, my family came from the Dominican Republic. You know, when we came, to, when they came to the United States, it was like, get a job. You have a job. That's it. You know, I really took it to another level. I got an education. I was on a reporter. I was sitting there reporting on immigration and the number one station in Texas back then, you know, and they were just so happy. And then they were like, wait a minute, you're leaving, <laughs> like, you know? um i will say that with tv as well side note to everyone like it's not everything that you know glitters isn't gold so um please respect your journalists um but they understood that it was for me and they saw that i was a completely different person and they were like whoa um so shout out to my parents as well shout out to the people who are no longer in my life at that from that period <laughs> and shout out to my parents thank you
1: oh <laughs> pour some out for them i i i, I do- I appreciate the growth you have shown we been—we <laughs> started here we are and now we're here and some of those <laughs> had to fall off so that you could grow but thank mm-hmm. you so much for being an example for us today. This is the part it's of the nice. show where I open it up to the floor and see if anybody has any questions to ask you, you are right. now in the hot seat you know everything about anything so if anybody has any questions feel free to come off mute or put it in the chat. I will kick off this section, though, by asking, when was the last time that you crossed someone's boundary? Oh, boy. I thought about that a little bit. So
0: this happened recently. um, to one of my coworkers now, Um, she She has taken... um, I, I work in the digital space so she was given a few tasks in a digital space and I kind of not went over her head but I, it just felt like she wasn't doing the job I, I didn't want to tell her she wasn't doing a good job because after you leave a toxic workplace situation you don't want to tell anybody anything because you're like i don't want to be the bully I don't want to be anything and I just kind of went overhead and kind of like fixed up whatever and she kind of noticed and I think it kind of hurt her feelings in that way and I felt like I really crossed over a boundary that I shouldn't have. I should have just talked to her about it and maybe, you know, been more supportive, but there there was a time crunch and like all these things. So I felt terrible, but I definitely crossed into her boundaries and I think I hurt her feelings and I did apologize. So that is something that I'm trying to um, work on. um, If somebody is is coming into my space and we don't know much about my space and, you know, sometimes with jobs, you know, nowadays they give you like four jobs for each person. So I really was like, you know, all right, you know, I I, I should be more helpful. And I mm-hmm. learned from that too. So that's, that's the best one I can come up with. <laughs> I don't remember really crossing anybody else's boundaries. And I hope I don't in the future. I'm
1: very, very um, aware of that because I know how it feels. Mm-hmm. And I love that you stated that you apologize, you realized that you did something and then apologize. You also described your space and the need to kind of describe your space to the people that you're working with have you ever had someone have that conversation with you like hey this is my space and this is how I operate
0: yeah unfortunately I work for a place that um a lot everyone wears multiple hats and I love that you know but sometimes it's like you don't know what you're talking about (laughs) let me and instead of being like, you don't know what you're talking about, I'm more like, let me help you understand why this is the way that it is in my space. Growth, people, growth. Um, because at the same time, you know, everyone's territorial about their position. They're kind of like, you know, get out of here. What are you doing here? Shoot. But there's been times where I go into her space and I have to go into her space. It's not like, you know, it's her decision or my decision. We have to share the work. Mm. Um, and we, I think it's best to just keep supporting each other. And not um, just think that you're just here to do this and that's it. And they should sit there and do that. I think it's in this day and age, especially after COVID, you really need to learn as much as you can. Um, You never know when things can happen with your job. And if you got to pick up the baton somewhere else and be creative and pivot, you know, you might have missed an opportunity because, you know, you didn't want to be in someone else's space and they don't want to be in yours. Like we have to, it's a different time. So, I am learning about other spaces too which is very interesting um but i don't want to learn too much because you know <laughs> i already have enough work okay mm.
1: thanks boundaries on boundaries any more work. <laughs> but i love that instead of saying and i talk about this a lot on the show like i used to be like do you want to fight now i say can we have a conversation about why you crossing my boundary makes me feel this way but you exactly. use let me help you understand why we're not gonna do this again, or this is how we're gonna operate. Wow. wow, that's a powerful right. phrase. Are there any other powerful phrases that you use to kind of set boundaries with people in your workplace?
0: Not really. Um, you know, I, I do think that having an honest conversation is great mm-hmm. um, and, and, and it, I think that it, it'll improve your work, your workplace relationships mm-hmm. with people. Don't get me wrong. There's some people that you will not get through to. Like, there's so many different kinds of people in this world. Like, there's people that I think for me, um, you know, like I said in the beginning, a boundary is a strategy, right? Mm -hmm. And what I do when I when I try to set a boundary is I try to assess the situation and who I'm dealing with,
1: Mm.
0: and 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 you have to pick and choose your battle. You know, is it worth having a discussion with this person? Because if not, is it going to aggravate me where (laughs) I'm going to want to like start crying or I'm going to run out of the building? Or can I just set a boundary where I never really have to communicate with that person in, in that way and we can still work together and, you know, we can just move on, move forward and it doesn't need to be addressed and let's just move, move forward and let me present. Are you capable of doing that? A lot of times I'm not. I need to tell you what's going on because <laughs> it really bothers me. How mm-hmm. do you get it off my chest? But you have to understand I'm going to be receptive to that because they're just not, mm-hmm. you know, they're just not that kind of person. So pick and choose your battles uh, with people and um yeah that's it it it, it, boundaries are setting some kind of control you know like you're kind of controlling your uncomfortable your discomfort you're controlling controlling your discomfort so do whatever you can to get out of that even if it is not addressing it with somebody um so
1: i do recommend that as well Mm -hmm. i know that sounds probably counterproductive but it's true That's hella productive because me cussing you out is not productive for either of us. So I have to have a conversation with myself before I even have that interaction. Like, okay, is this going to be productive and effective? We said that before. Or is it going to be the latter? Because we want to work together in a productive and effective fashion where we're going to get all of our assignments, tasks, projects done together as a team. And if we can't do that, then me having this conversation is not going to help us do that anyway.
0: Right. That's very true. Um, so just know your audience. Like they say in journalism, like, know, know your audience um, and proceed accordingly and, and make sure that you're both comfortable at
1: that point. Maybe you both don't want to ever talk about it and that's fine. Okay. <laughs> okay. And once again, w- these are human beings that we're talking about. They're yeah. all different. We're all very different. Mm-hmm. We all have different experiences, even though- we're boundaries. We have, right. So very mm-hmm. different. And we just have to keep that in mind when we have these conversations. Um, I appreciate you sharing all of your experiences here and all your insight. I cannot thank you enough. I would love to. So happy. <laughs> I would love to ask you um, when you weren't setting boundaries. Could you think of reasons why it was difficult for you to start, or why weren't you?
0: Honestly you know, as human beings, we go through so much in our personal lives, like sometimes you just don't want to deal with it. You're just like, eh, whatever. But the more you don't deal with it, the more it grows and it just manifests and it turns into something ugly, uglier than you probably would have ever imagined. And that's why I feel like it's important to set boundaries and to have conversations with people and to make yourself comfortable. Um, there was a while I had a coworker once where I didn't address it for so long and it, and it really affected me. I was like, "Ugh." and then when we went out for drinks one day and I said, you know what, what The fuck is your problem? <laughs> well, you know, so many words, but we both had a really good arms, arms conversation, even, even if it was over a glass of wine. And after that, it was great working with her. And sometimes you just, you know, you just, I didn't want to deal with it. And but sometimes you just have to deal with it. But again, like I said, you got to pick and choose Mm-hmm. who you're dealing with there's some people that it's going to be great like my this one particular person to really talk about it and, and get things out on the table and let's just move on and then there's people that it's like this is not worth it I, I don't i don't even want to deal with this so that's all i got for you Katrina
1: no, like, and it's amazing and sometimes it's just that simple. like what the fuck is your problem like i feel it i don't know if you feel it you probably right. do but i need this to get fixed so we can work together yeah because
0: um. it's like it's not your it's not your decision that you're together yeah you with know, your boss and your boss and in this particular situation my boss liked both of us and what we did so we're stuck with each other right. so might as well make it let's let, let's
1: let's squash it you know Mm-hmm. and if, even if we can't squash it even if we, at the end of that glass of wine we're like i still don't fucking like you great <laughs> i'm gonna need you not to slack me or don't email me and and okay. we only work together in these parameters so we right. can be cool.
0: there you go let's make this happen
1: exactly oh amazing see um So many gems have been dropped in this episode and I cannot thank you enough. Um, The last question I'm going to ask you for tonight is for those professionals out there that are probably the light bulb has gone off in their brain right now and probably like, oh shit, I'm in a toxic workplace or, oh shit, I need to start setting healthy boundaries. What would be the top three tips that you'd share with them? I, I
0: definitely thought of this throughout the day. And then I was like, ah, you reminded me that I needed to to talk about this. So I would say the first thing is to know and understand your limits because that's the first thing, because (laughs) there's times where you have to admit to yourself that you could be a little ridiculous. Okay. Maybe it's not them. Maybe it's you and you need to understand that not the world doesn't revolve around you, but you can make boundaries where both everyone's happy. And that's what we've been kind of talking about. So it's not always about, you know, your limits and, you know, understand that it involves people. It's not just you. The second thing I would say is make sure that your boundaries aren't hurting or affecting other people, you know? So when you set certain boundaries and you're, you know, for instance, there was, um, this was many, many, many years ago, but there was a coworker of mine that I just, I, I, I didn't I, I couldn't do it. I And I, I'm not trying to say anything bad about anyone, but I just, it, it, it was like water and vinegar. Like it just wasn't happening. So I stopped talking to her. This was obviously in my 20s and I was very mature by the way. I stopped talking to her. And I never knew how much it really hurt her feelings. So while I was setting my boundaries, because I was like, I am stressed out by this person every day. I don't want anything to do with her. It really hurt her feelings. And I didn't find that out till later. And I, and I did um, apologize as I was, in, I was older and wiser and all this whatever, but I felt really bad when I, when I saw that because I was just kind of making it about me and this person makes me feel this way. So I'm gonna set this up in a way that I don't have to ever talk to this person, no. And it made her feel bad and I felt bad about that. So be very careful and understanding that, you know you have to understand your limits and make sure you're not hurting anybody with those limits. And, and you know, there's a way to figure it out that doesn't that you, that you don't have to hurt anybody. And the third one I would say to stand up for yourself and learn to communicate your feelings accordingly. Mm. Um, Set your boundaries in that way, but do it in a nice way. And don't do what I did and not talk to the person forever, unless that person really is that. that, I mean, you can, you can work with some crazy people. Let's just be (laughs) honest. I have, and I'm like, oh, you know, thank God that person didn't end up, you know, smacking me at one point, but you know, you really do, um, you want to be able to communicate, 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 communicate. It just makes everything so much better, um, with the people that you can communicate
1: with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> with the People that you can communicate. Again, with. there's some people out there
0: who, you know, just know, know your audience. <laughs>
1: so, but
0: at the end of the day, um, Again, I know that we're wrapping things up soon, and I just wanted to say document, document, document everything, even if it is a coworker, even if it is the whole situation, document it.
1: Mm-hmm. And this is not to say that, okay, we're documenting so that way if we need to take them to court, we can. This is just no. for your own well being. This is so yeah. later on in life, you can look back at it and say, wow, one, look at the growth, growth on me, look at me. And two, so I can really process how I feel about the situation, about this organization. Am I still growing here? Are they capable of respecting my boundaries here? Am I being disrespected in this space? Really processing all of that. So that way, when it's time for you to save yourself, Mm -hmm. you don't have to do all of that processing at once because take it from both of us, it is fucking hard. Yes,
0: it is. Um, And I will say the book that I showed you, the the notebook where I was taking notes, that I still feel a little triggered by, um, it was just really, it was helpful to have it because there's no denying your own thoughts, you know? And I look back on it as, um, when I look at it, it does trigger me, but I say, I feel like a survivor, you know? So even if you do document this and you don't necessarily take it to court and you're just like, you know, I just, I needed this to survive. Mm. and to you know process my thoughts you will look at the, these reports and it will make you feel like a survivor because I, I know that's how i feel when i look at this repeating journal here
1: <laughs> and um and i want everybody to know that they can survive this so I want everyone to know that okay that I mean that's the quote right there that you can survive this you are capable and empowered enough and I know from this episode alone you got things written down that's going to help you get through this process so you can do this we're rooting for you 100 yes. percent. are there any last minute sprinkles you'd like to share with the audience no just document everything um track and assess it's
0: actually pretty cheap I made it cheap because I'm cheap um <laughs> dollar $1.99 a month and $19.99 uh, for the year. I will tell you that you can uh, download it and you have a two week free trial so you can definitely test it out. I appreciate any feedback. If there's anything that you would like to see on there, there's a resource center on there that you can find tool, helpful tools. And I just tried to put everything in there that I knew that would help me back then um, and that I that can help people uh, moving forward, especially with the advice of a lot of experts from around the world. So. I'm really excited for people to enjoy it, um to really improve their lives and their workplaces and to own their truth and understand what's going on in their lives and move forward and I'm here to help. My my um I'm always available at TrackAssess.com. I um my door is always open if anyone just needs to talk or say hey, you know, um, what did you do when this happens and what do you think I should do with this? I'm always, I'm always here, but the number one thing I will say is to document everything. There is, there's so much power in documentation. Mm. Um, and somebody said,
1: can you repeat oh, yeah. what the app
0: costs? It's $1.99 a month or nineteen ninety nine for the year. And you do start with a two week free trial. So you can just test it out. Start logging. Um, you could track yourself, your own mental health. You could track a workplace. You could track a bully. Um, you know how someone's making you feel. You can track whatever you want. You can track an injury. You know you're injured at the job. Tracking the stuff. No. Um, all joking aside, you could literally track anything you want. I actually am um, tracking my. Uh, my, my sister and I are tracking my father because he's been a little forgetful. So it could be used for a couple of things, but I this is definitely geared towards the workplace. So, But might as well use it as an, in, in many ways if you have to. So I hope you enjoy it.
1: Oh, that's so amazing. And
0: that it empowers you. Mm-hmm.
1: It it sounds like it definitely will. Thank you so much for being here today. This was amazing. I have so many things written down. I'm going to be shouting all these things to myself in the next couple of days. And I cannot thank you enough for sharing it with me. No, you're welcome. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening to Absolutely Not. Your support means the world to me. You can always further support the show by leaving a review or visiting the Support the Mission page on my website www.katrinastroll.com. My website is also where you can register for upcoming live episodes, watch amazing past episodes of Absolutely Not, and buy Absolutely Not merch. Yay! Until next time, keep setting those boundaries and saying absolutely not to anything unaligned. See you next time.